three. Hey, how's it going, Lee? Orale, Holmes. <laughs> oh, man, I didn't realize V was a gangster. Is that too much? No, it's, it's, it's totally fine, eh? Are there any podcast gangsters out there? If there isn't, I think the only one that would make most sense is the um, Disney Foods, or what is it called? No, but they're gonna give it. They're gonna. It's gonna be something dumb like, oh, it's a, it's a Snoop Dogg or it's Snoop Dogg or it's that other one, Ice Cube. They're all against me. For real, it would be one of them, wouldn't it? <laughs> one of them. <laughs> one of them. That sounds bad, sir, huh? Sir, what do you mean by one of them? What are you? Yeah. What are you insinuating by one of them? What do you mean, you people? 50 Cent's the only one that voted for me, so he's the only one I like. He's from New York. He's a New Yorker like me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, I no. This is it's... Already, it's already silly. Hey, you know what? When we go off the rails, we go off the rails, sir. <laughs> I don't even think we have rails on the show. Not anymore. Those were lost a long time ago. I think within the first 30 minutes of episode one. But I might be mistaken. To... It's good to be back, though, Gabriel. Yes, it is. It's been, what, like a month or so? Oh, I don't know. It's been a while. It's been a long while. And honestly, (laughs) I think it was nice. Obviously, there was a lot of um, happenings in between that. And um, obviously, it was necessary for, you know, for the break and, and respect and regards for you know, loss of life and all that good stuff. Well, not good stuff, but all that stuff that was going on on in, you know, people's lives. And I think, I think it's important for, for people not to just continue doing what they're doing without realizing what's happening around them. That is, that is correct, sir. Uh, 2020, as you may have mentioned it, maybe last year or the beginning of this year, about 2020 being the year of clarity, the year of vision, right? Mm-hmm. So if people were not able to reflect on this year and everything that's gone down and not just the external world or their external lives, but within their own personal life, their families and what have you, um, if you haven't done any of that as far as self-reflection is concerned, I mean, this was a year of growth to be honest, like at least like speaking for myself, um, yeah, there's just been a whole lot that's happened. And uh, at the same time, it's been a great opportunity to continue learning and growing and, uh, you know, bettering myself and those around me that I can be a part of their lives and help them out. So it's been uh I want to say I want to say that it's been a blessing because, um, yeah, it's it's just been a lot of changes and just a lot of growth and a lot of blessings that's come out of it. So, either way, right? Let's be grateful for what we have. Yeah, I think that's that's the biggest message that if if anyone was to hear, that would be the biggest one. The, the tech the takeaway right of 2020 mm-hmm. absolutely i think that's such a, a uh, important and i think it's hard though right when times are tough it's not like 
that comes easy. You have to be very, what do you say, forth or conscious of that, right? You have to be conscious. You have to be, yeah, aware. You have to be uh, honest about the situation and what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I think um, I think I heard you were leading some Bible study, sir. How has that been going? That has been, uh, yeah, I would categorize that under, uh, it's been a blessing have that opportunity to, to, you know, play that role of, of the priestly role of the household or, you know, some people might call it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a Bible study teacher within my own home for, for my wife, for my father-in-law. Um, yeah. It's weird when we don't, I'll just put it that way. It's weird. When, like, I think during Christmas, like the day after, like two days after Christmas, because I had, I had Christmas Eve and, no, no, sorry. Yeah, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day off. So like, you know how when you have like multiple days off, like at least three or more days mm-hmm. off, it kind of all just blends in together and you don't know like what date is. But yep. we kind of had, had that thing happen. And then I noticed that how it affected us, like not having the Bible study that for those two days the, in the evening. I'm like, I was telling my wife, I'm like, your dad doesn't look as relaxed. Like I could tell, like he's not like usually like when towards the end of it, he's like, okay, I'm going to get ready for bed now. We'll get ready and stuff. But I'm like, no way. He's just, this guy's just staying up now. Like, wait a minute. It's out of, it's out of his routine now. So yeah, we've had to circle back. Kind of like, we're, like how we're circling back to the show. Mm-hmm. Nice segue. <laughs> you sound like you're a pro. Yeah, I think um, I think the times that I do miss um, any of the Bible studies with Reconnect, it's definitely uh, you feel like you're not as aligned. Well, dude, like it's bad enough, right? We have to be on these these uh horrific zoom calls videos conference calls right you know what i did the week before which was like like i don't know why i didn't think about think of it before but when i did it i was like this was what i should have been doing since the beginning was i actually went on a hike wait what yeah not this past sunday but the sunday before Oh, I see. Sunday, the Sunday service mm-hmm. when I was on the Zoom call, just just listening in, I was on a hike. Genius! I can't believe I didn't think about that. I believe that was a, a Christmas Sunday. Yeah, yeah, because that's when when Jacob was reading the the nativity story. Oh, I missed I missed the Sunday. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, like it was just like for me anyway. I went by myself. Um, that was exactly what I needed because I, I I told you a while ago like the Zoom stuff like I I got over it pretty quickly. As far as like it just I don't know man it just made me feel even more like I was stuck at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it it wasn't the you know it wasn't the content it wasn't you know the material or anything like that it was just the feeling of like oh, I have to be home in order to do this, in order to participate in this manner. 
and I don't know, I just like psychologically, like I couldn't. And then once I tried the outdoor experience and then just, you know, listening in, listening in the call over a hike, oh my goodness, like so much clarity. It was just so like, okay, I could do this. And like, like it made more sense, like having a Bible study out in nature like that. It was weird. It's really hard to explain, but again, just another blessing, another thing to be grateful for. Yeah, I think it's it's such a it's such an interesting way of of going about. Like, I, I I've I've heard it said this way, but I don't think I've really like. I guess in a sense, like digested it fully. But when it um, the phrase like the spoken word. Right, uh-huh. and I, I think it's interesting that you're saying, like you were able to listen to the spoken word while being out hiking. And assuming I'm assuming, like within nature, outdoors, right, the sun, the elements, and whatnot. Within and, creation itself. Exactly. Yes, and and just how like obedient um, creation in that sense, right, of nature and whatnot, is to the spoken word. And how everything yeah. was made through the spoken word. Everything. Because remember, remember how um, the whole thing with the whole Sunday service with Kanye. And how like it was so controversial because this dude is just having these services out in like the middle of nowhere and out in the desert or up in the hills. And like it's not even like in an auditorium or a building. Like, what, what's this guy doing? He's not even under a tent. And it's, and it's funny to think of it that way, right? Because then we look at the early church and that's exactly how the early church would do it. They would have, you know, when they, when they, when it was still permissible. Oh, dude, that's another thing. Yeah. When it was permitted, when the government allowed them to go to church, you know, they, they could do, they could do the services out in the open, openly, you know, in public. Oh. Fear of, of being arrested or fear of being shut down or, or, you know, and then, you know, finally, like, you know, they had to do it in secret, you know, within people's homes and stuff. But originally, like, when Jesus was out there, he was preaching out in the wilderness, out in nature, you know, by the Sea of Galilee. You know, John the Baptist was out in the wilderness, you know, baptizing people and, you know, out there and people in, you know, by the Jordan River. So it's like, it's a very different like context for, for hearing the word, you know, on a hike and, you know, standing on dirt and look, like you said, looking at the, at the, at the, at the sky and seeing the sun and the, you know, the trees and it's, it's a different thing. Yeah. I think we've been, I think we, in that, in that setting, like we, we realized, you know, everything, Everything has order, right? In a, in a in a very like complex and chaotic world, there's some element of order, right? And it's just like I think it's easier to see it when you're out there like that. Yeah, I, I would say it's even to some extent it's it's more organic that way. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think it was uh, Dr. McGee was saying that he doesn't like the word organic. Was it him? Or was it he saying like nature natural? 
something about like oh no it was something in in malachi or somewhere like the word was like natural is like earthly Mm -hmm. and something to that effect because like Mm -hmm. man was made from earth from the from the dirt right so that would mean like it's natural it's organic right earthly i don't know if it was i forget the correlation but it was interesting to think about that way that like you know natural is earthly and like it's supernatural is is not and not even that it's like look at it this way the the supernatural is where we're supposed to be getting at to right so that's the kind of the 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 purpose of the journey that that's the destination that's the goal that we have in mind but instead of instead of the approach of the journey being towards the supernatural we've actually gone further and we you know we've taken a different route and now it's the superficial it's the artificial it's it's the process you know we're so outside of the intention of god the intent of that he had for us by design that you know in our own little little ways it's it's like we've created a little mini tower of babel in in these areas of our lives hmm. yes yeah We've created little cities and towers of Babels. And I think, yeah, I think if we look at it that way, right, where it's like man creates and and wants to make a name for themselves, right? They want the power and authority that that isn't necessarily been something that they've been given by God, right? They want to establish that on their own, their own will, their own, as Nietzsche would say, their own will to power. Versus the power and authority from God. I was just talking to my father-in-law about that. That that exact idea. How like, you know, this isn't really a, it's not an original thought because we look at it through the eyes of scripture and creation or history, what have you. Um, That was the intent or that was the mission of the goal of Lucifer. You know, he was his role as the as the head angel was to reflect the glory of God. He was just a reflection. But then eventually, you know, that got to his head. And he wanted he wanted to get out from under the shadow of God and do his own thing, his own way, his own will. And yeah, that's how, you know, a third of the angels with him and followed him and it's like oh yeah us going our own way is not really like original as much as we we'd like it to be right yeah Yeah. it's it's funny because on um well it's not funny but it's interesting because on on um, reddit i actually downloaded the app uh (laughs) um under the subreddit academic biblical Someone, someone had wrote. He said, "In paradise lies in paradise lost." John Milton took a few pages from Genesis and turns them into a 400-page epic poem. 
Did he create that additional details in his, in his poem or was he drawing from other sources? He writes, in John Milton's poem, Paradise Lost, he writes about Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, which only takes up two or three pages in Genesis. But in Milton's story, but Milton's story includes significantly more content, including details about a war between God and Satan, the fall of Satan and other angels, and other details about Adam and Eve that are not found in the Bible. Is John Milton the one who came up with these additional parts of the story, or was he drawing from other sources available at the time? So I, I, I responded and said, like, no, those are absolutely in those details are in the Bible. Mm. And it's just, I've never read Paradise Lost, but I'm very interested to, to read it. But it's just, it's so funny that, like how, like it's it's all there, you know? And, and I know Eliseo has said that we're illiterate, biblically illiterate, right? And there's always that like, Tim Pool will say like low information voters when it comes to like, Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, people who who will vote on propositions or presidents or whatever the case may be, and not knowing exactly, you know, the complex the complexity of full detail, right? That's no different when it comes to like understanding the Bible. I know that's that's happened to me. Like, the more time I spend in there, like, with the through the Bible app. Thank you, sir, for sharing that with me, Doctor J. Renner McGee. Like, I've been able to just hear him and there's certain things where I'm like oh I like he I don't think that's right because I know that at one point he has said that God created something from nothing which I believe is incorrect because the invisible is something the invisible world the, the spiritual realm right so there's that right so there's certain parts where I'm like okay well maybe that's not entirely accurate but point being is that generally speaking like he's he's very good at preaching and you know kind of laying out um, the the verses and the chapters, you know, and helping to illuminate the message. But then, just realizing how like how much is in there, it's it's incredible to know that like how much obviously right wisdom is in there. And we were had discussed that like intelligence, and I saw that on Reddit as well. Like intelligence, it's it's not it's not the standard, you know. It's it's just it's just like a I don't know how you would say it. It's kind of like, it's a byproduct of whatever you want to say, right? It's just a byproduct of a lot of, I'm part of it's like a part of it's like DNA or reading or whatever the case may be, but wisdom is totally different. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it's just been amazing to see the the amount of wisdom that's in there, you know, and, and how, um, how much people just write it off it's just like oh it's old stories it talks about x y and z and they only point to like very specific examples to, to discount it and basically say like this is wrong like people are you know fundamentalists okay, okay sam harris right gosh mr intelligent guy yeah it's 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 incredible you know there's obviously layers and deep complexities and depth to this that like if only people would spend some time at least trying to like digest what is there you know like the economics the the social the just there's so much in there what if we were to, to apply knowledge in this in this context or this frame of mind that 
because we always kind of see knowledge as something that's gained, something that's earned, or something that's um, like a positive, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but what if we just saw knowledge as as a decrease of ignorance? Hmm. Because there's there's always going to be more things that we don't know versus the things that we do know. Right, we believe the universe is infinite, and it's like you're saying, like, if that's the only thing that we're 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 drawing in, you know, like if like if that's the only thing we want to get out of the well, then even in that sense, like, it's limited. You know, mm -hmm. but it's a it's a totally different approach, a totally different perspective when the idea, as you said is that how do we apply wisdom to, you know, to everyday life, to the things that we are discovering, the things that we are um, attaining, so to speak. Right, yeah. Because, right, because then that's going to be the, for example, that's going to be the idea behind something like, something like the idea of the mark of the beast. Where it's like, well, of course, why wouldn't you want to be implanted with a microchip that always has your GPS location and all of your, your credit card information, all of your bank statements, all of your bank accounts, everything is located within those files. Right? If you're just looking at knowledge, it's like, well, yeah, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you want this? You would know where your kids are at all times. You know, there would no, there'd be no such thing as an escaped convict or or fugitive or anything like that, right? Like, what's so bad about that? And then, you know, wisdom's going to come in and, and scrutinize that idea and, and understand that that's a whole lot of power and authority to, to just overlook and to believe that you know, there's no way that these these ideas, this kind of power and authority can be put into the wrong hands. You know, that the wrong hands aren't capable of, of doing such a thing, you know, and using these these powers for evil. And that's, you know, that's where, that's where Jordan Peterson comes in, right? And he's just like, he's always, he's always drawing into or looking back at the, 20th century is always like just look at the 20th century look at the human atrocities of the 20th century look what happens when all these different types of power and authority are centralized in these governments with these political you know ideologies that that are very idealistic and there's a lot of chaos that ensues a lot of death a lot of suffering a lot of pain that come with that so anyway, I know it's kind of sounds kind of bleak, but no, I mean it's reality, right? One of the, one of this is this is one of the things that comes to mind, and it's funny, right? Because that's where that like those memes come in about well, you know, like I know like Norm Macdonald, he'll, he'll he kind of jokes on that whole aspect, the whole idea of like, well, Stalin was just as bad. Like every time someone talks about Hitler, like Norm Macdonald has to come in there and be like, well, hey. Stalin was just as bad, but it's like, no, nobody says that. 
Nobody, nobody looks at it that way. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how like something as is like the mark of the beast, right? Like how how that was written about, you know, such a long time ago, and yet like it's not. It's, it, it, like even before it became a possibility in a sense, right? Before the, the, the technology caught up before, you know, there was reasons to even use something like that. You know, it was, right. already, it was already written about. It's already been essentially in the, prophesized. And in the first century, mm-hmm. that's how far back this understanding or this, this acknowledgement of this type of technological advancement, it's how far back that goes, but yeah, no, the Bible is just full of dumb ideas and antiquated, you know, sayings and yeah, go figure. It, it was written by man, you know, there's always that criticism. It was written by man and edited by man and this and that. It's it's just like to, to, to criticize just so nonchalant, like. And, and you know what though, even I guess, I guess within scripture, right, depending on your audience, depending on who you're talking to, there's always something in the scriptures for everybody. Yes. Mm -hmm. There's always something for someone and whatever, you know, language they might speak, not literally, but figuratively, you know, they're coming at it from a scientific perspective or they're coming at it from a biological or, um, in my case, more recently, more from the perspective of ancient aliens, right? Some people are like really into nowadays. Uh, like they read about the story of Enoch or they read about Ezekiel and things that they mention. And it's like, oh yeah, like it has something even for ancient alien people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that. It's like there's no end to like what do you call it like to like what is it being inclusive if you want to say it that way like it's just like there's something for everyone no yeah because once you find yeah. your way in you can go exploring from there right even even within the idea of like equality of, of between the genders and the sexes and how you know the feminist movement is alive and well and how like a lot of what Jesus spoke to or revealed a lot of the knowledge and wisdom that he was offering it, you know a lot of a lot of the stories it's it's something that he 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 partook in actively with with, with women with just everyday people that were open to hear him out and he gave them that that honor. He gave them that that um, place in history to, you know, share the share his message, share his wisdom, his knowledge with. Yeah, it's like the dignity, right? Through- yeah, like that was so like all these ideas were so like controversial, but you know, in the within the historical and cultural context of first century Rome and the Roman Empire. Like that was something that was not like welcomed at all, and you know he he definitely just 
did his own thing, so to speak, in that sense. Yeah, I think it goes to show that obviously, right, human nature is unchanging. It take it would take so much time for that to have occurred. I mean, from early man, whatever you want to say that, like in caves or however you want to look at it, all the way till now, it's like you're talking about eons. It's like yeah, there's no, there's yeah. no, there's nothing the same about us. Right. No, and it, and it also speaks to that. It speaks about God not playing by the rules. Mm. You know, um, the creator of the universe didn't have to be born in a manger amongst, you know, farm animals or, you know, herding animals. And he definitely just, he goes according to the needs of the people at the time, the people that he's working with or, ministering to or healing or speaking to, you know, like it's always, he's always speaking their language. He's always speaking according to their need, their time, the context. And it's like, yeah, like that's how, that's how vast God's love and care for us is, is that he's going to speak to us at, at our level, you know, and, 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 because he wants to get through to us, he wants to get a hold of us and make sure that we're listening and that we are available to hear what he has to say. And it doesn't matter, like all these cultural norms or what have you, like those are all boxes, check marks that he doesn't have to fill out. You know, he's not he's not bound by those ideas, he's not bound by those things. That's this kind of just shows, you know, part of his glory anyway, that he doesn't have to play by the rules. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about how, like, it's, it's, it's like, you can, you can think about it, but it's, it's almost like un, uncomprehensible, right? That God is able to speak to every single person at all times, individually, you know, very much customized to each person, right? And this is right. and whatnot. So it's like, it's just like, how, you know, like, how is God supposed to able to talk to everybody at the same time, but saying something different to each person? You know what I mean? Like, I know it's, a, it's not necessarily a question. It's more of like a statement, right? And if you just, like ponder that for like a minute it's 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 uncomputable as i would say you can't the math for us what doesn't add up like how is that even conceivable and yeah and that i mean that's just a testament that he's an infinite being that does not abide by time he's not constrained by time is that yeah he can have all these different things that are part that are part of his nature that are all going on at the same time that he's able to address and he's able to know and understand fully all these different scenarios, whatever scenario, whatever title, whatever, you know, whatever anything we can think of, he's already considered it. It's just that we in our own human nature, we're so limited by what like again going back to knowledge, what's attainable, 
what can be known, what can be discovered, that you know, we're the ones that are playing within a box. Hmm. We're interacting with this heavenly being, you know, the creator of the universe. And, and so sometimes, yeah, like there's stuff that happens and it's like, well, why? You know, why do we, why would a, a good loving God allow the coronavirus to happen? Why would he let all these different, you know, millions of people get hurt or get sick and, and pass away? It's like, you know, we're so limited by, by so we're limited by so many things. And, and to just dismiss, you know, God because of one act or one decision or one thing that, that um, happens in our lives. I mean, we're forfeiting a lot just by, just by saying no, you know, just by saying, I don't want to be a part of this. I don't want nothing to do with him or his ideas or, or what he's saying. The message, the message that he's trying to send, he's trying to come across, the message that's trying to come across, like, we're just so dismissive, you know, within our, because like I said, we're, we're within our own understanding. Mm-hmm. And it, it's hard for us to even hold the full picture, right, in our own understanding. We would have to, that's the whole point of, like, come let us reason together and, like, iron sharpens iron and, you know, where two or three gathered, I am, I am, I am there, I'm with you. And I think that's the whole point is, like, it's not up to each person to be able to hold all that, hold all that together. It's like, I have a piece, you have a piece, this person has a piece, and somehow we are able to like put those pieces together and, and able to see clearer. And I think that's, I think that's the whole like aspect of again, going back to like the idea of like the spoken word, like that's the whole point of it is like, we're, we're, we're speaking if if we're pursuing in in that in that dialogue if we're pursuing truth then that the spoken word will be able to essentially like build the reality that that the spoken that the, the logos would want us to build essentially mm. and and if it's if it's for humility or love or patience you know the the fruits of of the spirit and i think that's obviously the the ultimate aim right or at least that's the 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 hope is that we're able to produce those within the participants right because i mean he's going to say i've come that they might have life and life more abundantly so right there, he's indicating that there's a lot about us within us that we're missing out on, that we're not, we're not yet fully alive and that we're not yet fully at a place where we're not fully operational. I know it makes it sound like androids, but um, no, I mean, that, again, that's one of the things I, would just, I just talked about with my father-in-law. How, like, in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve were operating, or living, I should say. Operating makes us, again, sound like androids. But we're living in, in our full capacity as the creation, creation that God had intended. 
as man and woman. And then once, once they sinned, once they were out of the Garden of Eden, they could no longer live fully. They could no longer live at an optimum, optimum level, right? Whereas they were now trying to cover up their own wrongdoing, their own iniquity, where they were lacking, they were trying to come up with a way to fix that, a way to correct it. And they couldn't because they try to use, you know, I think it says, and it says leaves, but I think it might've said fig leaves. Yeah, I think it might be, yeah, fig leaves. Anyways, I mean, at least that's traditionally, right? Like that's the understanding, but it's like, no, like that wasn't even, that wasn't enough. That wasn't enough to, to undo what was done. And so God had to take it upon himself to cover, cover up for man or cover man and his wrongdoing and his iniquity. And, and it was just, yeah, was just, that's another thing too, that we haven't like really fully thought out as far as like, what would wonder, I wonder what would have happened had they asked for forgiveness. What mm-hmm. might that have looked like? What, what might have occurred? But the thing is like, like it says, our hearts are desperately wicked. Who can know it? The heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? Like we're so far det- detached from what's really going on and, and what our real needs are. And we're trying to supplement these things. And, and like, like we see, right? Like we see with, like in, in the story, within the story of uh, Genesis, right? We see um, right away, you know, in, and Cain's descendants, they were trying to make life easier by creating a city, by creating tools to work the land a little bit easier so that the burden might be a little lighter. And then, you know, we obviously even see the, the outcome of uh, the flood and how man just kept growing more and more wicked. You know, it didn't, it's interesting, right? As we studied with, with the Wednesday Night Bible Studies with Reconnect, how it didn't take that long for murder to take place after the Garden of Eden. It was within one generation that left. And they were brothers. The first murder took place between two brothers. Mm. It was a right, it was a domestic domestic violence. It was a domestic issue. And so it wasn't, you know, it wasn't there was no stopping it at that point. So that's why, yeah, we had the flood and that's why we had the um, the Tower of Babel, you know, as we studied how, like, they understood, the people understood that God was was going to judge them and, and have to discipline them and their behavior because how they had lived, how what they had done, their, their pattern. And they just, again, because they didn't fully know, or not, I shouldn't say fully know, but they didn't understand God to enough to the point where, they could have listened and obeyed that God said he will no longer judge the world or, or deal with man in that same manner by, by flooding the world. You know, that's, that's why they created the tower of Babel because they were thinking, well, let's just keep growing up and grow all the, grow all the way up. We're leaning on our own understanding, growing up into heaven so we can avoid the flood once again, where, isn't it interesting? Like they, they only take part of, of 
that knowledge, going going back to knowledge, that part of an understanding of who God is, what God's about, and they're self-applying what it might entail, what it might mean, instead of, as you were saying about truth, instead of seeking truth, instead of seeking wisdom, they're just going to go their own way and try and figure out, figure it out in their own manner. And I mean, we just see it everywhere. And we see it today, right? We see it today with all these technical advancements and even the, the whole, you know, thing now with the, the whole vaccine and how that's going and how like people, people are, are desperately pushing that, that people are going to be forced to take this vaccine where it's propaganda right i mean we know vaccines are good because you know they've eradicated a lot of diseases they've eradicated a lot of you know illnesses as we can you know see within the last i don't know how many hundreds of years modern medicine but um what's the rush Uh it's kind of of my idea like if we're going to do this shouldn't we do it right shouldn't we going back to wisdom, right? Shouldn't we look back at how were pandemics handled before? What can we learn from them? And with the understanding of the knowledge of like, okay, vaccines are a good idea, but should they be rushed? Are there negative consequences for this? Are there negative side effects? Um, I know like one that a few people have been harping on is, uh, believe it was the within the u.s military the u.s government i believe within uh i believe it was the armed forces yeah the armed forces of the 1930s and 40s during i think it was yeah during the world war ii era with the the tuskegee men and how like syphilis was like going rampant within within their black military personnel and how, like, like you said, propaganda, they, they, they put it out there, like, you know, black people are more susceptible, they carry more often, they, you know, and so they, they did push that propaganda on them, on the community, and having them um, rush to take this vaccine, to be participants, to be case studies, what have you, and then a lot of these, a lot of these men were lied to, a lot of these people were lied to that, oh, you have it, or you don't have it, and, like, there's a lot of misdiagnosis is going on and, and it's like okay uh, there's further further proof right like look the government is capable of a lot of wrongdoing too you know we want we want to think that there's good people within government and hopefully there are um but then we can't we can't ignore we can't negate the fact that hey these things are historical these things have happened and there have been a lot of negative consequences from just taking their word for it and rushing the process and, you know, you know, forcing everyone to, to abide by a certain rule or what have you. And, and I mean, I know there's, you know, there's a lot of things to consider, but um, yeah, we just, we just really lack a lot of wisdom in a lot of these things. Right. I think about how, like you're saying, right. That there, there are rushing to get this out so quick and obviously there was reasons to do that now what you're bringing up is the the what do you call it the um i always forget that word but it's such a it's an important word 
um, not the validity of it, but like the efficacy, right? Around the, the efficacy oh. uh, around like this particular vaccine because it, you know, we're talking about technology. Well, this vaccine was created with newer technology. It, it used the mRNA, I believe that's what it, I'm not a scientist or do any of that work, but I believe it's an mRNA versus like, just like um, a dead virus. That's what, I think that's what the flu is. Every year people who get the flu shot get a dead flu virus and that's what your immune system uses to build up um, immunity to, or at least like to combat the virus, right? To, to help create that response. But then with this one, I think it, it's actually changing the proteins. It's it's coding the proteins in a way that is able to, to build up the, the antibodies and whatnot which is a, apparently like a very new way of going about vaccines. So you have something that's been created very quickly, right? Now you have that, then you have this new technology being used. And it's, it's just, if you think about that for a second, like how ready were they to even use the te technology? Were they prepared to use it? Were, you just waiting, were they waiting for something that was going to be, you know, push through so quickly or you know there's a lot of questions to that but then i remember we were having a conversation with someone who was saying that you know there's all these he was an older gentleman he remembers like when polio and all these other vaccines were created you know just a generation ago mm. and and how it took about like five ten years for these these vaccines to really like settle in and you know really affect uh take full effect essentially so then you know, we're, we're we, when you brought that up, I was like, it's so interesting how like you see all these you know, these prescriptions or like the medications that you see the commercials for, right? And there's always side effects to all these different medications and vaccines and whatnot. That's, that's a stand-up bit. It is. It absolutely the, is. The, the side effects are worse than the actual condition that people need it for. Yeah, like... Oh, you, you have a runny nose? We'll take this. And side effects is death. Like, it's, you it's might ridiculous. Not be able to sleep for four days straight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'll just take the, the runny nose. And, you know, you just think about how, like, just the fact that people are, will comment and will say, well, I'm not going to take this vaccine because it was created under Trump. Now, now there's, there's that, right? But there's other elements of, like, well, Follow the science. You gotta follow the science, bro. <laughs> and and then there's the fact that like, well, you know, it's like, I don't know. It just it, does it matter like whose administration like? What, what, because we, because you know for sure Trump was in the lab. Yeah, he was in there with them. He was putting wearing the lab wearing the lab coat, wearing his mask, looking in, you know. But like, it's just like, you know, people are claiming all these different theories around the vaccine and whatnot, but, you know, there, there should be some questions that need to be asked because it, it was pushed through, it was created with new technology, like, if anything, 
like we were saying earlier, like 2020 is the year of, of clear vision. Like we should be able to see, like there's so many things that have been like brought to light. And I think in part, and the more I think about it, I think in part, like for, you know, the way, the way God operates, it's like people are used in a way that helps others to see, you know, hopefully in a sense, if you're really paying attention to God's plan, and I think with Trump, it's, it's, it's a magnification of all the, with the, you know, like, like what we see with the spending bill, right? It's, it's a magnification of what's, what's, what's really happening. You know, you can talk about the vaccine, you can talk, talk about spending, like we were talking about earlier, politics and government are not even in the same league or in the same boat. They're, they're, they're these two separate entities. You have, you know, election. Yeah, no, go ahead. Well, just saying, like you know, there's, there's so many things that have that have come to light: social justice, and you know, law enforcement, and the Constitution. You go on and on and on. It's like if you weren't really paying attention, you would have really noticed. Well, well, a like some of the things that were brought up around like oppression. There's in part a truth to that, and b like, well, what do we need to do to solve? the problems is it is it solvable out there or is it solvable like within within ourselves right so yeah. that's that's my rant for 2020 also oh, you uh i was gonna make a silly joke but i guess i shouldn't <laughs> do it <laughs> no uh i was just gonna say uh, it's hard to tell what's real from what's not real anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, remember, I don't know if you remember, like, back in the day, how how much TV and movies were scrutinized for, like, oh, that's just dumb Hollywood, like, it's special mm-hmm. effects, or, oh, it's CGI, or, oh, it's, you know. Green screen. Yeah, like, that's that's not how it happens in real life when, you know, you, you punch someone or, you know, you can't get hit in the head by, you know, whatever, and, and then pass out or chloroform doesn't happen that fast. Like that was kind of back then, right? Like growing up when we were kids, like, oh yeah, fake. it's so fake. But then now it's like, it's, it's grown, you know, exponentially where it's like, well, what article are you reading or from what news source? Oh, that's fake news. Or like, oh, that's you know, that's a, that's a, that's just a dumb you know conspiracy theory post. And and uh, I think it was a comment I saw from like the Babylon B Babylon B post making fun of the you know how it's on the bottom of some of these posts where it'll mention like a CDC guideline notice or like an an election notice or what have you. Um, the comment essentially was saying like. Like, oh, yeah, like, by the way, listen to this, this app that was designed for pictures to be informed on how to think or what to think and, and allow them to form your opinion. <laughs> hmm. It's like, that's how, that's how far gone we're at with this whole, whole idea of news, of, like you said, knowledge wisdom, understanding, however you want to label it. 
Yeah, it's 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 so like revealing, you know. It's it's like whoa, like I forget how exactly it goes, but like everything that's been hidden in the dark will come will come to light. Right. No matter what, no matter how much you try to extinguish the dark or the oh, light. Oh, 2020. It, it's just, it's so like, I don't know, the more, like, I think we were texting about like the whole idea behind like identity, right? And how the biggest identity crisis we have is, is living our life apart from Christ. Because if, if we look at like the whole like gender um, discussion, the minute you, you begin to blur those lines and you say that there is no man, there is no woman, there is just a they, them, well, then you, you completely, disre- you, you completely um, invalidate all the arguments around like anything that have to do with like gender pay gap or domestic violence or the Me Too movement or, you know, diversity and inclusion because you can't really, you know, account for the genders because now you're just saying that people are just... They don't exist. There's, yeah, there's, there's no there's no person anymore in a sense, right? Like, who are they? Well, in a sense, if you, if you follow that logic, well, they are an individual person. Well, what are their interests? What music do they like? What, you know, do they have food allergies? Then you start to get into the nuance of that person and you realize, well, there is more to that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah. I remember we were having that conversation and I, I told you about the, the office Mm-hmm. and how like that that very same idea or conversation took place in one of the episodes because um, the company's IT, one of the IT guys was supposed to show up and and he was supposed to I think he was supposed to update their software for their PCs something like that and uh, he was uh, a Sikh he was a young man. Like I think it looked like he was in his early twenties. So he kind of comes in there, and uh, it was the same episode where Michael's having like this existential crisis about religion and belief and like life and death and what have you. And so Michael had them all go in a conference room, and he so he's asking everybody like, "What's your religion?" Like straight out, like, "What's your religion?" And like. <laughs> I think Toby even tells them, like, Michael, this is highly illegal. Like, you're not allowed to ask people, you know, what their uh, basis of faith is and what they practice and blah, blah, blah. And I think it's, you know, like the, like the, the obvious, like, he tells them to, to be quiet and get out of the room or if he's not going to participate, to leave. And, like, um, or yeah, I, think, I even think he might have said something to the effect of, like, 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 you are Satan. Everything the devil says is a lie. Because <laughs> he, he hates uh, Toby so much. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so so he's going around the room, right? Like they, they kind of ignore Toby. So he's going around the room, like asking what everybody's uh, belief system is. And then he goes to the Sikh character, the IT guy. And he responds, the IT guy responds with, well, if you're just going to reduce me to the type of person I am based on my 
religion, I'm a Sikh. He's like, but I also uh, um, think, think he said something like, I, I also enjoy anime and I'm also rebuilding a 1966 Corvette on the weekends as a side, like, as a side hobby. And he kind of wanted to start like talking about himself a little bit because he was kind of like the new guy, you know, he, like, nobody really like knew this guy and he was just kind of trying to be friendly and introduce himself. And then Michael like, pauses for a little bit like it looks like and michael might start talking to him and start asking him questions about his you know personal life what have you it's the guy with sharing and then michael just looks at him and he goes write down seek i think we haven't heard that one yet let's go ahead and write that one down because he's 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 trying to figure out like what everyone's you know religion is or what church they subscribe to and it's like when we're having that conversation about identity i was like yeah, like like we're really negating the individual and, and their uniqueness, what they're about, how they think, why they think that way, and and you know what are the different things that have formed them, and and we're just looking at it as like no, we can't have all these different boxes, these these different like check we can't check check these different boxes. There's just one box that we need to put up above the rest and that will like, identify this person and everybody that that agrees with or identifies with this one box then they can all be the same and can all be equal and it, it's such a it's such a sad I guess reality or, or way of looking at it where it's like yeah we're totally like we're totally just ignoring the fact that this is a person they have a family they have friends they have you know their own life their own interests and we're reducing everybody so that we need to tell we need to tell each other apart so as the nazis did right well we we just need to know like this certain group so we'll just put a patch on their sleeves so that we can you know quickly identify who they are what they're about just by this one aspect of their life and and essentially say they're all the same, like and they're all the same uniformly. And they're all the same. Yeah. Right. That's that's such a cruel joke, you know, that that's been tried over and over again. It's like, well, why would we do that again? Why would we say like a group like, of people? That's the only acceptable way for us to truly understand somebody is by putting them in a box. Right. It's it's so interesting, like like the whole well, we need we need more people of color to be represented in X, Y, and Z industries or women or what have you. So what they're saying is that like they are they think differently, they are differently, or they are they are a different, I don't know, being. But like all these other people, like are they not all, you know what I mean? Like are they the same or are they, are they the different versus like this other group? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lie, right? The whole, the whole idea of diversity of thought because uh, I mean, it sounds like a stereotype, but what happens when they talk about a conservative person of color or a conservative gay person or conservative whatever, like they're not, 
they're not easily accepted. They're not that, you know, that train of thought is not welcomed for a lot of people. Yeah, it's, it it goes back to what we're saying, right? Like the whole idea of like the the loss of identity. Once you've lost that identity, well, then you you become susceptible to ideology and, and, I think I, I think it's Peterson. I forget who he attributes the, the quote to, but like people don't have ideas; ideas have people. Ooh, that's a good one. Right? Yeah, like you 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 you're forcing people to subscribe to one idea or another, as though people are not allowed to think, they're not allowed to grow, they're not allowed to change their minds. They're not, um, right? They're not mm-hmm. capable of, of thought of their own originality or their own their own way to process information. Right, yep. It is a process. No, you're right though. Like that that is it's a cruel joke where like you're just completely denying reality. You're denying nature. You're denying truth by saying like, oh well just take the vaccine. Everyone will react the same. You know, because we're all we're all in this together because all of us are 85-year-old senior citizens that are overweight and we're all diabetics and we all have, you know, autoimmune diseases and we all have pulmonary issues. And it's like we're not all in the same boat, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's strive to let's strive to treat each other with the same same you know dignity, same respect. But it's like we can't just assume or think like, oh yeah, everybody's on the same the same boat, you know? Because there are people that you know they can't work right now. There are small business owners that have hurt. And to say we're all in the same boat is a lie because, right? That's the kind of the criticism going on right now. Economics within the economics, you know, that these corporations, you know, Amazon, Target, Walmart, Google, you know, they're not they're not hurting. No, they're actually do, probably doing a lot better due to the due to the pandemic. They're not they're, they're not feeling it in the wallets. So not at all. Yeah, and I think the criticism as it relates to like the one percent or like the you know the over wealthy, like it makes sense at this moment. But yeah, like people are how do you say that word? Is that exacerbating the problem mm-hmm. by saying like, oh, we need to stay locked down? Kill grandma. Well, right now you're killing grandma's grandkids because you're deciding to continue shutting down and not allowing you know businesses to somehow figure it out where they can stay open. Right. You can save grandma, but you've killed her, her whole, all her descendants through suicide and loss of job and everything else. That's- and that's for a lot of people, right? That's the fight right now. It's the idea that these people that are not responsible for us or to us are trying, that don't even know we exist, are trying to dictate how we are all going to go about this, how we're all going to respond to a pandemic. As if... As if we have no, you know, no self-thought, no self-interest, no idea, like, what our actual needs are. 
but let's just put this in the hands of someone else. I mean, at least that's what, as far as I know, like the criticism of a lot of these politicians, these governors, these mayors that, you know, have their own agenda in mind. Yeah, it, it goes back to everything's very blanket. It's very general. It's let's do everything the same and expect the same as the same results, but obviously you're going to have very different results. One size fits all approach. Mm-hmm. And I think. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say like, and I think that's that was, you know, what we were saying earlier about the individuality, the the customization, that that God the Creator has been able to, or is that's that's the characteristic, right? It's it's very very specific to the moment, to the, to that, the context, to what is the most, like whatever, whatever that need is in that time, it's, it's, here you go. It's the, the spoken word that it was accomplished that. Mm-hmm. And we're not seeing that whatsoever. You're, you're, what you're seeing is, is, you know, the council culture, you're seeing the silence, the, the propaganda, the propaganda, the the idea that we need to, you know, listen to YouTube or Twitter or whatever news outlets that are saying this is the truth, and they're repeating it over and over again. You're, they're just hitting over the head with with what they believe to be true, and always, you know, putting in in whatever articles are being written. They're always putting in there like their biases, their, 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 um, you know, their, their angles, their, um, how you say it, um, framing, right. In a way that's, that's saying what they want you to hear, you know, they're saying it in a way that they, they want you to, to believe it to be true. Right. It's, it's not, it's not, and it's in a sense, it's like very uniform, right. It's saying like, this is what the truth is versus like, here is the facts or like, this is what we think, you know, it's, it's, this is what you need to think. Am I making sense? It's not a dialogue is what I'm trying to say, basically. No, it's, it's the, uh, I hate to put it this way because I just saw a meme thing about it, but it's the normalization of the new normal. <laughs> Yeah, that's a funny way of saying it, huh? No, yeah, it's it's a matter of making everyone the same. No matter the problem, we need to all be the same. We need to all look at it that way. And we all need to pay our fair share. We all need to, you know, do our part. And it's, it's all the same buzzwords. We look at it that way. The greater good. We're all in this together. Oh, we're on the same boat, which is not true because look at that lady that had her restaurant, right? Right in LA, right next to a, a movie studio, like trailer, I guess it was, or a tent for a production company that they were like still feed their staff and they had the same setup that this lady had, but they didn't shut that. They didn't get shut down, but the lady did in her restaurant. Yep. That was such a big slap in the face. Mm-hmm. It's like it just goes to show, right? That in a, in a in a time when everyone wants 
of a level playing field, they've actually created the most, you know, they've actually picked, you know, who are the winners and who are the losers in this situation. And essentially giving us crumbs to make sure that we're satisfied with the results. Be happy with what you get, peasants. Exactly. Apparently there's like 25 million in that bill for the House of Representatives. Like for them to get paid. I don't know if it's like their regular salary or if it's like a raise or what. I don't know if it's true or not, but something. The point is is that they're going to take care of themselves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 so, like, I think it's just a theme, right? It's like, this year has been so eye-opening, and and it's not like, it's not like it wasn't, how do you say, like, it wasn't like we didn't see this coming in a sense, right? In terms of, like, the usurping of power, the the complete disregard for the Constitution, and, and truth, and dialogue and everything else like it's it's the warning signs have been there for a long time it's just now this is that, that perfect storm that just kind of sets everything in motion in a sense yeah they're they're forcing their way to this and all it's doing is speeding up the process the great reset as they say what is that what is that about it is um, an economic um, reconfiguration of, of of bringing more equity to the world. So it's it's a it's a way of essentially, you know, how they say like reimagine, reimagine police or reimagine whatever. Like it's a way of reimagining the way we, the way the the economies work within you know, specific countries and, and, and internationally. And it's, it's basically like that new world order. It's the one world government kind of. Making everyone the same, same. Yeah. Yep, exactly. The, the, the same as to rule us all. Exactly. And I think it's, it's, it's been, it's been something that's under the direction of the world trade organization, or I might be speaking out, out of context or like out of, I think it's, um, the UN or something like that. One of those. Oh I, no! I, I think you're, what you're referring to, sir, is uh, Sauron. Is it Sauron? Mm-hmm. The one ring to rule them all. Hmm. Oh, the World Economic Forum. By Middle Earth. Yep, right there, right next to it. See, see what I mean by these are our original ideas and how like it's just a re retread. This is just all that all we're seeing. It's funny. Maybe we're being conditioned this way. This is another conspiracy theory. We're being conditioned this way because what's up with all these remakes in Hollywood? You know, retread. Like, isn't that like essentially what Joe Biden is? Gosh, I can't believe it. Not that I'm a Trump guy, but I'm just saying like. Like, what about Joe Biden is super inspiring or super groundbreaking or innovative, progressive? 
dude has been in the same doing the same job for 46 years and he hasn't like what what significant bill that he, has he come up with that has totally changed the lives of people in a positive way i mean you know what i'm saying like the 94 crime bill it's like ooh, a lot of bad came out of that i just can't imagine like how much value you're actually bringing if you're been if you've been in politics for that long like at some point there has to be a, a diminished of returns right mitch, mitch mcconnell Nancy yes Pelosi. yes schumer um graham they, they need to retire and enjoy their lives they need to stop getting rich maxine waters yes yeah exactly like it's just They've had their they've had their fair share. Oh uh, yeah, they've had more more than their fair share. That was a good one. That was a good one. Thank Bernie, you. I was, I was about to say Bernie Mac. I was trying to I was trying to say Bernie Sanders. I was like Bernie Mac. Yeah, Bernie Sanders too. He's been there a while. Who do you think he voted for? Bernie Sanders. Bernie Mac. Bernie Mac, who who would if he have voted for? Yeah, I don't think he would have voted for either of them. At least that's what I'd like to think. I would hope so. Yeah, that would be a, an awesome thought. Remember how he used to talk to America and put some sense into America? He was very good at that. See, nobody's like, talking to America. Not anymore. Not not in that way. But, the left's talking to the left, the right's talking to the right, but no one's talking to the whole thing. Hmm, that's a good point, actually. Cool. Tell me, who is? Who's able to reach both sides at this point? I don't even think either side wants to listen to that kind of person. That there's not, like, one individual that could just kind of, like, that has the respect of both, that's able to talk some sense into the rest of us? Well, the top... Two names that I can think of right now are Tim Pool and Joe Rogan. Perhaps Jordan Peterson. I think Jordan Peterson may be able to do that the best. Hmm. Not even an American can do that. It's got to be a Canadian that does it. We have to get an American light to do it. Huh. I mean, that makes it easier to digest, right? I mean, it's not one of our people. One of you people? Not one of you. One of them. One of yous. Yeah, it's... Hmm. To be so That's sensible. How difficult. That's interesting. Well, I'll tell you what, so let's, let's uh, land this plane. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching my... Uh, I'm reaching my my fumes and fuel. Uh oh. Does that life get you? It sure does. It'll get you because it's not. I'll tell you what, man. 5 a.m. every day. It's not pleasant. Can always we can always you know go back later. I think we I think we just might need to. We just Hold might need to because I want to give you. And I want to give this everything I got. And I tell you what, man, it's rough. It's real rough. Roof, roof, like that. Roof, roof.
it's just it's it's so different, man. It's just a different way of living. Well, I would hope I would hope so. <laughs> I mean, if not, then everyone will be doing it. Could you imagine trying to live your life the same way you used to before? You know, having to rear a child. <laughs> Nothing to see here, for folks. Nothing. Nothing's going on. That sounds unbearable. <laughs> All right, and with that, uh, we will bring this back up again, and we will talk to everyone else later. All right, good sir. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate your time, and. Um... We'll get back right back on this horse, huh? It was fun, man.